Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's the Philosopher's Stone podcast with myself, Jordan Strauss, and the other guy. His name's Sam Laboon. How the fuck are you? Doing good. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's cool here in Toronto. It's like 17 degrees right now. Wow. Well, we finally got some cool weather going on here. It was actually raining a little bit this week. Still smoky as hell, though. How's the air quality? It's not too bad on my end of town, but like uh, I was on the west side last yesterday, yesterday afternoon, and it was still like thick, thick campfire smell everywhere, even indoors. Ah, beautiful. Love that campfire smell in the summer. I do like mm. that smell. I just don't like it being accompanied by not being able to be breathe at all. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... God forbid they recommend people wear like filter masks or something. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking away our rights, man. It is like, I got to get off TikTok because it is absolutely <laughs> disheartening how fucking stupid people are. Yeah. All I'm like, yeah. sometimes when I'm bored, I'll scroll through TikTok and it's all conspiracy theories or like Trudeau started all the fires and all everybody's going, they're marching to Ottawa to, to take their freedoms back. Which is like, man, I don't know, man. It's 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 really sad. It's like the Area Fifty One raid. Do you remember that? Yeah, every when... every conspiracy theory on TikTok gets completely adopted by like a scary amount of people on there. Well, it is kind of. It, it, I mean, like, I don't know who's pushing like these uh, things on TikTok, but like, uh, yeah, streamers in general seem to have a ton of influence. Like, there was that thing recently where that streamer. Kay Sinat uh, said he was announced he was going to give away like 100 PS5s or something in Union Square. Yeah. In Toronto and literally caused like a total riot. Oh. And, uh, like got Jesus. arrested and everything. Um, and ironically, he won the streamer of the year or something at the YouTube Streamies Awards. It's all corrupt. It's <laughs> yeah. all corrupt. It's just people think that if you if you have a if you have a microphone and headphones on, like the the other thing I see a lot of are like podcast clips where it's like some dude interviewing some woman who's obviously a moron and doesn't have the ability to defend herself intellectually. And just starts <laughs> doing all the Andrew Tate like, you know. Low value oh, women, yeah. high value. How are you supposed to? If you have had sex with multiple partners and you were, your value has gone down as a person, and she's like, "What? No." What? And he's like, "Yeah, it has." And then it ends the clip, and everybody in the comments is like, "Finally, someone's speaking the truth." <laughs> Was that a uh, fresh and fit on YouTube? I, uh, I don't know. I only see this stuff on uh, my Instagram. That's or, like what sorry, they, they would do is they would like they were basically like Andrew Tate light. And they right. would have on they would have on like it would be them and mm-hmm. then across the table would be like six like twenty something oh yeah who are, like drunk I've, I've seen <laughs> yeah they get him real drunk before give him some ketamine and then they bait, debate him now every time I'm so frustrated because it's like just why don't you get someone who's not an idiot on the other side that's also that can actually debate you instead of yeah, drugging up some poor club chick you found on the walk home and then grilling her about gender roles. And then I, I found out that on top of that, their studio was in one of their apartments, mm-hmm. just like in their apartment. So interesting. Why is that so interesting? Oh, getting getting girls drunk in your apartment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to be on a podcast. We're going to go record the After Dark now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they're always like, oh, like, okay, go around the table, rate what you think you are out of 10. And it's like, oh my God, this is the dumbest. Sh- this is like, this is like literally like the show Jersey Shore level, like depth. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like if Jersey Shore, they had debates instead yeah. of being entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> My wife is currently watching Jersey Shore, like from the beginning, because I think the first season came out like 2007 or something. And yeah, it's like they're the way they think about stuff and the way that the the, the lack of depth in their lives is like (laughs) the model for all these TikTokers. 
gym tan laundry. That's all you got to do. That's all. It's <laughs> all about how you look and how much money you make. And that's literally all they care about. That is the yeah. end of the deal. Yeah. How much money you make? How do you look? That's it. And if you're a woman, they want to know how many people you've had sex with. And that's it. That's all. That's all that matters. The body count, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of. Uh, Anyways. Nice. It's a new audio um, drop. Nice soundboard. Yep. I was going to say, speaking of body count. Whoa. And the gun going off. <laughs> It's not a um, gun. It's an explosion. Boom. Oh, okay. They have um, cool down of, times. These these freaking yeah. audio drops have cool down times, so I can't spam Holy shit. them. <laughs> you got to have your rotation and your macros locked in. Oh, to, I can uh, turn the volume up on them. Oh, because they were a little Whoa. low on the podcast last time. They were low. I yeah, could barely hear the... All right, I'm oh, cracking yeah, that one, maxing that one out, maxing that one out, maxing that one out, maxing that one out. Okay, let's just get this cat and meow a little go here. Oh, there we go. Nice and loud. Wow. The purring was hard to hear. Let's see this. Oh, there we go. Deep thunder. <laughs> Man, I could do a whole, I could do like an hour back to back of just those song sounds. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> there is something about a cat purring that's very like instantly relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay, I was going to say speaking of body counts and guns and bombs going off. Mm-hmm. There's a a new some updates on the Prigozhin story. Oh, I love an update on we the got an update. Preggy. Old Prego. Um, Preggy boy. <laughs> this is this... probably bullshit. Mm-hmm. But but um there was a Russian person um, who says that Prigozhin is not dead. He put a body double on the plane. Uh-huh. And the real Prigozhin is alive somewhere plotting his revenge. And what, why does he think this? this? This sounds like wishful thinking. Yeah, I'm going to check and see if he shared his sources for that intel i saw this again on tiktok it was tucker carlson giving a speech somewhere apparently somewhere in europe hungary or something and he was saying that the reality of the war is that russia has been winning the whole time and is going to win and has never been losing or anything everything's been going perfectly for them or maybe not he didn't say that but he was just like he was going off about how only in the West do people think that Ukraine is winning the war. What do you think about that? Um, I, th- I, I just have to wonder what he's getting paid. I have to wonder. <laughs> I mean, it's quite, it's like, he's like, it, actually Ukraine is losing terribly. And, uh, only in the West do people, because of all the propaganda coming from Zelensky, do people actually think Ukraine is winning. So I'm like, right. all right, but did they get Kiev yet or, or not? Okay, well, <laughs> here's here's my tinfoil hat coming on. Okay. Okay. So we know we know a few things about Tucker Carlson and who his current employer is. I don't know actually about their relationship, but he works for X, formerly known as Twitter. Right. And Twitter is run by Elon Musk. Yep. And Elon Musk also owns a company called Starlink. Right. Starlink is these uh, internet satellites that -hmm. you can use to get internet anywhere in the world. Ukraine's military relies on Starlink for their internet. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That was an accident, but also kind of fitting. (laughs) Kind of fitting. Scary. Infinity. These might be too loud now. I think these are too loud. We're gonna get complaints. Please complain right into us. I thought that was I thought that was Prigozhin joining the call for a second. Um <laughs> you think I'm dead? I'm just getting started. Um Yeah, so he owns Starlink and uh so Ukraine he's I think he is currently paying uh He's paying the bills for Starlink, I think. Mm-hmm. And he has said he doesn't want to keep doing that. So he's paying for 
Starlink, so, but he wants to yeah. take Starlink offline, and that would fuck Ukraine. He he doesn't want to take it offline, but he will if he has to keep paying for it. I think that's sort of what's going on. Um, so basically, there's like a crazy leverage situation happening right now. Um, I think the New Yorker just did a piece about this, actually, but. Basically, Elon has a lot of power at the moment mm-hmm. geopolitically because he controls this internet access for Ukraine. Um, so I don't know. You could think that, like, hmm, why is Tucker saying Ukraine is losing? Um, well, he might be saying that to add uh, add leverage to to Elon, who's currently his boss. So they they both have an interest in this financially. Right. 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 So that interview so that, that Tucker Carlson something. did with Trump, was that sanctioned by Elon Musk then? If that was on X, then then yeah. Yeah. It wasn't I don't know if it aired on X. I thought I think it was on YouTube, but it was Tucker Tucker Carlson and uh and Trump did like an hour long interview. And uh huh. There's a part yeah. where they're walking by pickleball courts and Trump goes off about pickleball and it's fucking hilarious how his hand movements are so like <laughs> he can't help it. There's so it's like just exactly what any meme or any caricature of Trump would do with his hands. He does it without thinking about it. Obviously that's where it came. He just from, flaps just, him, right? He just flaps. He just, it's always the same motion over and over again. He has his, his elbows into his sides and then yeah. his, his hands come out and he flaps them, right? It's like uh, <laughs> like uh, Shane Gillis's impression of him on his comedy special, but he was, yeah. he was yelling about pickleball. It came out of nowhere. No one knew about this sport 10 years ago. And now it's all over the place and his hands are going. Uh, sometimes he seems like a, a funny old man who yep. says some funny shit. And then, and then you see his mugshot and you're like, oh, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm of the of the belief that he really does truly think that he is the savior of America. He thinks that America will devolve into essentially Sodom and Gomorrah if it's not for him. But also, <laughs> yeah. I think he really, like, I think he's he cares so much about himself that it's hard for him to really empathize with other people. Yeah, yeah, he's a narcissist. Yeah, classic. Classic Anyways, we talk about Trump way too much on this podcast. Probably my fault. <laughs> no, it's 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 a pretty big subject at the moment, unfortunately. And there's a lot going on with it right now. I feel like we had a good Trump break there for a bit, but now it's back. No, this is it's only going to get worse. Hooray. Yeah. It's like all we fucking hear about for the last ten years is this guy. Yeah, this is the final the final act. This is Act Three. In a tragedy, there are five. Ah, so I would say days. this is five. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> well, it might be two more acts if he gets elected. There's going to be the his like kind of you know in in uh, the 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 era where he's like Biff and in in, in, uh, in Back to the Future Two, where Biff becomes oh, mayor or whatever. <laughs> the Biff era. Yeah, the the Biff Metropolis. We're going to have that era where Trump essentially makes himself a dictator and uh, uh, it just becomes a conservative cesspool of uh, regression. And then the final act, the fifth act will be uh, societal collapse. Nice. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Well, Hey, sometimes, uh, sometimes one man's tragedy is another man's triumph. So we'll see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, at this point, society might could go for a good old collapse, and, and then you know, we'll start it over, shake the board, and then we'll uh, we'll learn from our mistakes, rebuild with the mm. help of AI, and uh, really just fucking do do the internet a totally different way. Yeah, let's take another stab at that. Yeah, we had a good. The concept overall has good bones, but we really did not. <laughs> just, I, I, it's it's made society function better, but it's also made individual people far, mm. far, far more annoying. Did you see the new Mission Impossible? No. When did it come out? It's all it's like the the enemy kind of in that movie is like this rogue uh, rogue AI that distorts the truth of of things. Well, yeah, 
that's probably what's going to happen. Except for I don't know if it's going to be a rogue AI. It's just going to be I. This is my prediction. I think I've already said this. I think the internet will become so saturated with Mister misinformation and like good quality misinformation, aka you cannot tell what's fake and what's not fake anymore. That the internet will just become so unreliable as a source of information that we'll have to make a separate internet uh, specifically for true facts, <laughs> highly regulated. Yeah. I mean, yes, that's what we will have to do if the impossible mission force fails in yes. their mission. In Again, who knew that the world would come down into the, the palms of Tom Cruise? Very capable palms, for the most part. You think he's a very capable man? If he's doing the stunts for real, he's capable. He's in a squirrel suit in this movie. Yeah. I mean, and that's it's pretty, it's, it's real. He's like doing dialogue while he's in a squirrel suit. It's pretty insane. Yes. But it's going to take more than being able to jump off a cliff in a squirrel suit to save the world. <laughs> yeah. Not like he comes up with the missions himself. No, they offer him the mission and he chooses to accept. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to need whoever <laughs> comes up with the emissions. That, that's the yeah. emissions. We're well, going to go on a yeah. bunch of emissions. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> Let's emit some knowledge. Um, uh, I finished a good book. I'm going to do a quick book rec before we get into the lesson. Do we have a lesson right, for this? We certainly do, yeah. I finished a book called uh, Between Two Fires. It uh, was lent to me by my sister. It is a medieval horror. Ooh, it that sounds good. Takes place in France during the Black Plague, and it has heavy supernatural elements, aka like physical manifestations of demons and angels, Whoa. and like spiritual kind Whoa. of magic power type things. But it's all heavily. It's all about the Christian faith, right? So, like, anyways, uh, it's got the kind of really popular uh you know the main character is this gruff old knight type and he's escorting this young girl across the wasteland of france after the black plague has ravaged it and it's very much a, a, a the last of us type style movie. Uh, but yeah. I, I think i think it's better i think it would be a way better show every every chapter was like a like a new episode like it kind of every chapter it was more like the mandalorian like every chapter kind of had its self-contained story in the middle, but also like progressed the overall plot mm -hmm. and that all cumulates, yeah. cumulates, it all comes together at Cum the end. Accumulates at the end. So if you guys want, if you want a book. Culminates, there you go. Culminates, that's culminates. Culminates at the end. And I thought I found it very entertaining the whole way through. Good, quick read, straight up. No, nothing too complicated, but like, uh, I think it would be a great TV show. So Netflix, I know you're listening to this podcast because you always do. <laughs> Actually, H HBO. We want HBO to do it. Yeah. Fuck you, Netflix. Yeah. Fuck you. Anyways, that's my rec. Rec, rec, rec. Um, yeah, I will rec Herodotus, the history story of that. Okay, anyway. Um, so last time we talked about holes. And so I thought it would be appropriate this time to talk about objects. Oh, God. <laughs> God would potentially be an object, I guess. Oh, you're yeah. going to objectify God now. That's where we're going with this? Well, I don't mean to objectify in a, in a bad way. I mean to, uh, well, it depends on what you mean by object, I guess. I mean, object does have several meanings. Let's look to the internet. I'm going to look, I'm going to type in object and see what it says. Because we all know, you know, person, place, or thing, object. But we also yeah, what's know. About? Okay, what's object, a material thing that can be touched, a person or thing to which a specified action or feeling is directed. Right. That's it. Uh, that is it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Wait. Maybe right. more. It can be touched. Oh, there's more. Jesus. Okay. A noun or noun phrase governed by an active transitive verb or by a preposition. Computing. 
a data construct that provides a description of something that may be used by a computer, such as a processor, a peripheral, a document, or a data set, and defines its status as method yeah. of operation and how it interacts what? with other objects. What? That's object? And okay. then archaic. I feel like that's a different. A deuce. Arca- What's the archaic one? Yeah. A deuce as a reason against something. I don't know what a deuce means. Addus? A D D U C. Oh, a deuce is like a offer. Like give. Drop a deuce. Drop a deuce. Yeah. So a deuce uh, is okay. an option. Those are uh, an object. Yeah, that's why you can't look at the dictionary to figure out what words mean. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think we're all going to go. Oh, philosophy. There's one for philosophy. A thing external to the thinking mind or subject. Okay. All right. I like that. Yeah. Um, but again, it's not going to work. All right. That one's just too limited. Um, too limited. Let's uh, let's let's think. Um, well, maybe we should just get into it because this is a weird one. This object Objects. is also like a a, a, a a disagree, right? I object to that. Oh, okay, yeah, like you object to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, here's the problem with objects, right? So, on the one hand, we might think that everything could be an object. But on the other okay. hand, if we want to know what an object is, we have to compare it to something that is not an object. Does that make sense? Uh, you cut out. You got to say that again. Okay. If you want to know what an object is, would you have to compare it to something that is not an object? Um, I'm gonna, my gut is telling me yes. Okay, so so then there would have to be, for there to be objects, there would also have to be non-objects. You cut out again. This is this is wonderful. What did you say? Say it again. Um, wonderful fucking radio here. <laughs> so if there are objects, then there must be non-objects. And that's how we distinguish objects from non-objects. Yeah, that's what I would say. Okay. All right, and then you, I think you have a, a popular view. Um, but there's another view. And so this is like the, the contrast. And then the next question is, what counts as an object? So of all the things that there are, <laughs> there's another weird that we might have to deal with thing. Um, what counts as art as objects? And I would say objects. an object is something you can interact with physically. Okay, that would be the nature of the object. Okay, it's physical what? thing. So yeah. then it would extend to anything that you can uh, you could you can touch or hold or see. Yeah, you would have to be able to interact with it physically, I think, for it to be an object. Even air, you are interacting with physically, right? So mm-hmm. I have to think of things that weren't an object. I'd think of things that are more like, I guess, like emotions. Uh, yeah, and you can use the word interchangeably like thing, object, entity. Yeah, you can I mean, memories those. I don't think are an object. Although oh, there is, okay. Memories are not an object. Even though there's physical the mechanisms that are manifesting as a memory, I don't think the memory uh-huh. itself could be considered an object. Can it be a thing? Is a memory a thing? Uh, yeah. Because emotions are the same, right? They're the result. They're the manifestation of chemical reactions in your brain. Uh-huh. So there's physical... Yeah. The physical world is manifesting itself into something that is not physical. That I oh my god, this is insane! Okay, describe as an um, object. I don't <laughs> know, dude. All right, let, let, let's let's turn to the literature because this one's tough. Yes, please open um, the tome. <laughs> so, uh, so going to this contrast question, right? So, this is the idea that, like, look, if I the only way I could possibly know what an object is is if I can contrast it with a non-object. But let's say no. Let's say we don't need to contrast it with anything. 
This is called the umbrella view. So under okay. this view, there's just one kind of thing. There's one term, object, and it picks out everything. So explain what you mean by that to me, because are you just saying everything is an object? Everything? Everything is a thing. So there's there's like two two kinds of uh, thesis to this idea, like this umbrella view, that object is an umbrella term that captures everything. So in the first sense, this means that everything that exists all falls under like one category called like things that exist or something. Mm -hmm. And then there's like the meaning of the term as well, which is like, it's supposed to be the most general possible category that you could think of. The maximum generality. Okay. So that's, that's one option and you can put it in a bunch of different ways. Bertrand Russell's calls it a term. So he says, I shall use as synonymous with term, the words unit, individual, and entity. The first two emphasize the fact that every term is one, while the third is derived from the fact that every term has being. A man, a moment, a number, a class, anything else that can be mentioned is sure to be a term. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure that I'm actually grasping what you're talking about right okay. now. <laughs> try, try, this, try this one from uh, Strassen. Strassen. Anything, what, anything whatever can be introduced into discussion by means of a singular, definitely identifying expression. Anything whatever can be identifyingly referred to. Anything okay. whatever can appear as a logical subject and individual. Okay, so in this in this in this definition, emotionals emotionals and memories are objects. Is that where is that where we're getting at? All right, I'm not even sure I understand. So I think this is the best one. So I'm going to read this this last one from Tugendhat. Oh, okay. Quote. Now, what is meant by the word object? This word, too, in the comprehensive sense in which it is used in philosophy, is a term of art. In ordinary language, we are inc inclined to call only material objects objects, right? and not, for example, events or numbers. But what is meant by objects in philosophy has its basis in what we mean by the word something. Ah. There is a class of expressions which are used to stand for an object. And here we can only say to stand for something. These are the expressions which can function as the sentence subject in so-called singular, singular predicative statements. Okay. So he's saying that material objects, which is what we would normally refer to as an object, is not the whole definition of an object in philosophy. Right. Under the umbrella view, it's, it's not. Yes. So he's saying that anything that can be essentially described can be an object. Yeah. Basically, like, actually, it's very similar to the um, dictionary definition you read about a noun that's predicated over by a verb or a preposition. Right. So a memory can be an object. Yeah. A, a uh, emotion can be an object. Um, a, a plan is a plan an object yeah that's a good one that's actually a really interesting one too because plans are uh very like abstract yes they're not even happened yet at least emotions and memories you you can actually relate to a you can tell when they're happening you can you can be like it's happening right now i'm feeling angry or i'm remembering this right now but a plan it's, it still exists. I don't know. It's weird. It's like a future memory. <laughs> yeah. And then like, I mean, this is like metaphysics gets weird, but um, there's all sorts of things that like a fictional character, like, uh, like Aragorn, like is Aragorn an object? Um, he's an he's object of desire. If you ask object me. 
<laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The the one ring that could be an object, but again, it's not real. Can I get a? Um, <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. So yeah, so some some problems I guess with this umbrella view is that it's people wonder like what is the theoretical value of this because um, the whole point of classifying things is so that you can see differences and compare and if everything is just put into this single category then what's the point of it it doesn't tell us anything right so but it would be so convenient to just say oh an object a thing it, everything like but maybe we don't need to be maybe we don't need to be worried because it seemed earlier that there was going to be a problem because you have to come up with objects versus not objects like what could a not object be a not object is uh well how about antimatter if it exists the, antimatter the, would saying that it exists object. is a it would define it as an object yeah so so here here's the example um there are there are things and there are the way those things are so for example you might have a red apple mm -hmm. or you might have a fast car yeah now, are red is red an object is fast an object um no no they are not i mean they they can't they, but wouldn't they be defined as an object based on that other guy's umbrella thing where anything that can be described is essentially an object you know um, you can describe can you describe that you can't describe red really though yeah, that's interesting. Like, man. Can't really describe speed without talking about speed itself. Speed, Yeah, like speed. There is no speed unless something's moving, right? And it's all um, relative, right? It's all relative, yeah. These, these are properties, right? Like uh, fast, something is fast, something is red. Those are properties of the object. Mm -hmm. And if you you can say that those are things, and that that's a move called universals in philosophy which is to say that these properties are actual things. Um, like redness is a thing. Fastness is a thing. Fastness. Um, fastness, yeah. And that's a whole metaphysical can of worms to, to do that because the question then becomes, uh, how can these things be in so many different places at once? And and then it, it blows up and it gets weird. So it seems like it's easier to think of them as, as properties than as, as actual things. And then yeah, I mean, if, if they're, you if ask someone is, if, I mean, being oh, sorry, red, like, it's, it's, yeah. Like if you ask someone if red was an object, they would say no. If you ask someone if speed was an object, they'd say no. Yeah. And I think common sense, we can, we can go with that. So, so then it looks like maybe the umbrella theory is just torched right away because we've already found things that don't quite, don't seem to want to fit in it. Um, well, yeah. I mean, if we're going to be going around telling everybody that red is an object or a memory is an object, they're just going to stop talking to you. No one wants to mm -hmm. deal with that type of shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, bleh. Um, so what does Russell say? Our good old friend, Bertrand Russell, objects and properties. Russell says, we have thus a division of all entities into two classes. One, particulars, which enter into, okay, particulars are things, the subject of a sentence, um, John went to the store, that kind of thing. And then universals, which can occur as, which do not exist in time and have no relation to one place, which they may not have simultaneously to another. Yeah. So those are very weird, very non-object. You would not expect an object to not exist in time and able to exist simultaneously in multiple places. Right. 
that's true. Hang on one second. I gotta let my cat, which is an object, out of this room, which is is the room an object? Think about that while I'm gone. <laughs> one second. Is the room a hole? Oh no. It's a void with a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the the object property distinction. So anyway, we've got the umbrella theory on the one hand. There's just one general category called objects, things. It picks out everything. And then there's the other, the other one, which is the object property divide. Oh. So that's, okay. that's the first part. Did you? I was gone. <laughs> I, just, I just did a little recap of what we, we Oh, about. okay. So Sorry. we can move on to the next one. We I had to take a to... moment to objectify my wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, number two, extension. So this is again the question of like what counts as an object, what particular things, or maybe non-particular things, count as objects. Uh, so, I mean, for example, uh, if we think about like a like cats, for example, the extension of cats would be all cats. Right. And no non-cats. And the extension of um, pancakes would be all pancakes and no non-pancakes. Okay. So the ex- yep. And then the extension of objects will be all objects and no non-objects. All right. Pretty, this sounds pretty, pretty straightforward. Uh, right? Yeah. Sounds like I'm talking to an alien trying to figure out humanity's definite... That's, so if pancakes yeah, are pancakes, and everything that's not a pancake is not a pancake. <laughs> Correct. Correct. That's right, Love Jeebus. That. <laughs> All right. So we've got to ask some questions about what counts, and this is like another way of doing ontology, like what exists. So here's a great, great one um, from Willie, Willard Van Orman Quine. What a name! The question. Yeah, great question. All right, so he posed this great, great question. What is there? Everything. He answered his own question there, or is that part of the question? No, he answered the own question. Question, what is there? Answer, everything. Everything. Then the whole fucking audience is on their feet clapping. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the mic drop, everything. Yeah. Everything. The camera's shaking. There's streamers falling. Whoa, they're talking about (laughs) it on True Social. Yeah. Um, so that's like the umbrella, the umbrella view, basically. Um, what exists? Everything. How about here's a so under the under that question, the extension of the term object is everything. Okay, so everything is an object. Yeah. And this answers the the question of what there is. And the question of what counts as an object. So it tells you what is there. Well, there's everything. And what counts as an object? Everything. Everything. And what counts as not an object? Not everything. There's not, nothing left. There's nothing left. Uh, yeah. There's okay. no non-objects. Okay. But we can go in the total opposite direction. And that's called existence nihilism. And okay. this is the view. Did you say gay? No. <laughs> Wow, that sounds gay. (laughs) (laughs) As in fun. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The most... Yeah, so this is... uh, This is the extension of the word object is nothing. Empty. So, what does that mean? (laughs) Well, they're saying that there are no objects. There are no objects. There are no... No objects. Can't we just have a happy middle with these people? No. No. Then they wouldn't be nihilists. (laughs) I mean, the one side of the argument that we already talked about is everything's an object. Now it's saying nothing's an object. Can't we just... Can't we just (laughs) go with common sense here and say some things are objects? So here's what they say. Quote, The concept of an object has no place in a characterization of reality. And here are their three theories, quote, first, there are just stuffs everywhere, no objects. Okay. 
There's just stuff, no objects. There's stuffs. Stuffs. There's stuffs, but there's no objects. There's nothing, but there's stuff. This is so stupid. Well, it's not that there's nothing. It's just there's no, that there's stuff, but there are no objects. They're not saying there's nothing because they are saying there's stuff. They're saying that stuff is not, those are not objects. All that stuff is not objects. Do they believe in objects as a general term? They're, they would say it's a term that has no referent. Okay, so they're Very just saying know. there's no objects, that, but there's stuff. Yeah. And okay, actually, that's not what they're saying. That's just their first theory. Their second theory is there's just one big mass of stuff. And they like both of these theories suck. So they conclude the answer must be that there just isn't anything at all. All right. <laughs> I, I I'll go with them on that one. There's nothing. There's either there's either everything or there is nothing. That is yeah. that is. But then I I think therefore I am. So deal with that. Yeah. Copernicus. <laughs> um. Yeah. Or yeah. Copernicus. Um. Here's what here's what they do. Here's how they prove their theory. Uh, so they say, like, look, if they can translate every sentence that appears to have an object, if they can paraphrase every sentence that seems to refer to an object and then paraphrase that sentence so that it doesn't refer to an object but has the same meaning, then they can prove that objects aren't aren't real or aren't necessary. Okay, I'd like to hear an example of this. So, So, for example, here's what they do. They have these sentences, right? Like we say, it is raining. It is snowing now. It is cold here. So those are the sentences they use. Okay. So they say that those sentences don't actually like refer to anything. The word it doesn't actually, has no uh, like actual reference that it points out. It's not referring to anything in particular. So when you say that, you are not ontologically, you're not like saying like, oh, something exists because you're not referring to anything. Okay. Or you're not saying that like there's an object. The, the, the it is not an object. That just seems like a, like a quirk of the English language more than anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. So they're saying our word object is un. Mean is like the the meaning is a problem. What we really mean is not what we think we mean. Wouldn't it be referring to the weather in general? Don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> but like about yeah, I guess. I mean, hmm. can I try and defend that? Um, uh, no, it's not the weather because it could be in the room. It could be cold in the room. Well, I mean, it's snowing okay. now on Neptune, maybe. Wouldn't it just be referring to the temperature? Uh, nope, because it is referring to the snowmaking machine that is in the roof. It is snowing. You say you have yeah, a machine that makes the, snow. Yeah. I wouldn't say, if I had weather. a snow machine, I wouldn't say it's snowing. I'd say the snow machine is operating, or it's on, or it's nope, making you... snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, sure. You could say, like, look, the snow machine is making snow, but their point is they can paraphrase that to something that has no actual uh, reference, doesn't actually refer to the weather, the snow machine, or anything, because it is just like a meaningless. Uh... Okay. Uh, all right. I'm not happy about it, but okay. So, like, here's here's another one. Oh my god. Um... Instead of saying there is a computer here, you would have to say, quote, it is computering here. It is computing. <laughs> it is, it is computing. Computering. Computering. Well, when you lots of if you say it's buffering or if it's loading, you're referring to I mean you feel like you're referring to it is the computer, but it could yeah. be anything. Like, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, it just seems so like these people seem so silly. Like here's, there's another guy. Um, 
This is what I think happened. All right. They got a certain grant of money from whatever university they were attending for philosophy. And they're like, you have to keep researching no matter what you have to keep writing papers. And they just ran out of shit to write about. So they write about, they wrote about nothing. Yeah. Essentially. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's true that metaphysics seems like the most pointless area in philosophy. Um, but it's definitely the most fun. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure that it was fun to sit around and talk about this. Uh, <laughs> okay, it's going to get more fun. Okay. If that's even possible. Um, so this, this next one is called Existence Monism. This one's going to blow your mind. Okay. So this is the main philosophers here are Horgan and Patrick, I think their names are. Um, And they say, going all the way back to the way the ancient Greeks thought about shit, or I don't actually know, but they say there is only one object, one concrete physical object, which they call the quote, blobject. I like that. (laughs) See, I like this idea more because I can actually understand that the idea of, you know, the illusion of many, but it's all the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this uh, this blobject is huge. It's complex. But intriguingly, they say it doesn't have any parts. They say it has different properties at different regions. Is that beeping on your side? What's going on there? Yeah, the fucking alarm's going off again. <laughs> I live in a fucking insane asylum. That is funny. Okay, you also cut out there a little bit. So what I was saying yeah. is like, yeah, the blob, the blobject is the entire universe, essentially. And everything is actually one thing, just in different densities. At parts uh, of it are differently different densities than other parts of it yeah like yeah like density yeah like different densities but like uh like there's like electron like it's not just like everything's one single homogeneous medium it's the properties are very different at different regions like the sun like is the sun is a region of the blobject yeah that has very different properties from the earth which is also Mm -hmm. a region of the blobject However, yes. the sun and the earth are not proper parts of the blobject. Proper parts. Yeah. Like, uh, um, like think about like, uh, like a bike, right? Like the wheels are part of the bike. Yeah. If you take the wheels away, you don't have like a, the bike isn't really, you don't have the bike anymore. You don't have a bike. Right. Without the wheels. But if you if took away the sun and the earth, if the, yeah, if the sun goes away, it's still the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you also, yeah, I don't know. I, this stuff is really, gets really crazy when you start getting into it. Like um, matter can't be created or destroyed. So is, is that why they're not parts? Because you can't remove them from it, like as in destroy them. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Like yeah. if the sun uh, was destroyed, it, it's not like it's the, all the matter that made up the sun is blinked out of existence. It's just changed yeah. into something else. It's changed. It has very different properties now. Yeah. Well, that's what we we will be the, the same when we die. We are the blobject. Simply going to it's disperse like it's not the blobject throughout anymore. the. What's that? But like, even if like the regions of the blobject change, that doesn't change the blobject. Whereas exactly. if they were parts, then changing them would change the blobject. Yeah. So, right. So no matter what, this is everything was. So the blobject at the beginning was whatever the Big Bang came out of. Right. And that was probably all one type of energy or matter or whatever. It wasn't uh, there wasn't distinct regions yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see that in uh, I think the stoic like origin story of the world is similar to that. Um, here's a, a compelling takedown of uh, existence monism from Russell. Okay. okay, go, Russell, go. Russell says, quote, I share the common sense belief that there are many separate things. I do not regard the apparent multiplicity of the world 
as consisting merely in phases and unreal divisions of a single indivisible reality. See, he's just saying, fuck y'all, all y'all, yeah. all right? There's clear, let's stay in the realm of reality and like useful thought. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is uh, similar to the philosopher uh, G.E. Moore, who famously argued against skeptics by saying, I, you're telling me I don't have two hands? Well, I see two hands right in front of me. <laughs> Yeah, you're about to catch these hands, bitch. Then you tell me. <laughs> tell me how many I got. <laughs> yeah, the first one's me hitting you, and the second one's yeah. me hitting you. <laughs> yeah. Two objects are about to collide, and they'll tell me if they were all just one thing at first. Yeah, okay, this is my Sam, fist. That's your face. <laughs> we might have to wrap um, this up because okay. I, oh, sorry, last I one. need to drop an object into another existence object. Pluralism. If you know if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, this is the last one. It's called existence pluralism. This is the view that there that there is more than one thing. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what most people would are uh, would uh, most people would agree with that. Yeah, your average Joe. I mean, if you go up to a construction worker (laughs) and you ask him, "Hey, are there a bunch of different objects on the planet, or is it all?" and he would, and if you replied, "Actually, we're all one." object simply with different regions and densities and levels of energy and vibration i'd be like all right this guy is a uh should not be in construction maybe hey look i think we throw the word thing around a lot Mm -hmm. and we better be prepared to know what that word means there you go that's the psa i i gotta go i gotta take a dump so bad um so Final words. For for me? Yeah. Um think a uh, thing being object. The philosopher's stone. Think about it. Alright. <laughs> Talk to you next week. Alright.